Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. everybody what's going on you're here for another episode with me of cuckoo with coco we're just hanging out i'm recording on a tuesday like i usually do um a lot earlier than i usually do Uh, i just wanted to let everybody know that this is going to be an interesting episode because even though i have things prepared i'm going to throw things in that i didn't have prepared in the first place so first before we begin i just want to give a congratulations shout out to rocco for on the road, on the path, or whatever, on his way to becoming partner on Twitch. I think that's awesome. His numbers are crazy high. I want to be like him when I grow up. I just wanted to say you got to go check him out if you're not already checking him out. His streams are super entertaining. He is on Rock Bottom TV, which is the lowest place on Twitch. He's a really cool dude. Like I've said before, he's doing amazing things on his stream. He's doing amazing things with his Discord. Everybody loves him. And if I love him, you're going to love him. So... Rocco, congratulations to that. Also want to give a shout out to my sisters. Their nicknames, because I won't say their real names, are D. Louise and Beats. Most of you already know who Beats is, because if you're friends with me, then you know the nicknames for the kids are Beats and D. Louise. You know who Beats is. Anyway, they're in Florida right now, living their best life, making friends. I spoke to Beats yesterday, and she's having a good time. She told me she made eight friends, I think. And I said, good, you better make some friends out there or I'll have to beat you up. I won't actually beat her up, but she's a sassy little thing. She asked me yesterday if I could mail her a flat iron. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I can send you links to a flat iron. You can take a look at them. But in no way, shape or form am I buying you a flat iron and sending it to you. Also, when I moved, I got rid of a lot of things. So it's nice that you remember that I threw out a lot of stuff you could have probably taken with you. So that's that. Um, So what I want to talk about today is going to be interesting because I have a lot to say on this topic, and I know you guys will probably agree with me, but let's dive into it, as I usually like to do, and let's discuss some things having to do with the workplace. Okay, so from what I've noticed, when you go on an interview at a place, doesn't it feel a lot like a first date? Like, you always have to pretend you're someone else and kiss a lot of ass, in order to get the job in the first place. Now, I'm not saying everybody kisses ass on a first date, but I'm pretty sure that you're not really telling everybody who you really are, which is what happens when you date someone. In the beginning of it, you don't really reveal who you are until you're like into it already and you both made each other miserable and then one of you breaks up with the other one. Excuse me. That might just be my experience, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. But during the interview process, there's always that moment of panic where you're like, who does the interviewer want me to be? Let me tell you something. I've done nothing but be who I am and make people laugh during the interview. And I guess that's how I get the job. Or I just come off as really confident is what the last person told me that interviewed me. I work with her now. She said that I was one of the most confident candidates and that 
it was the reason why I got hired. I gave really good answers to their questions, like, where do you see yourself, which is a very generic cliche thing to ask during an interview. But that's not, I'm not the interviewer, so that doesn't really matter to me. But what does matter is how you present yourself. My mother always taught me that you always have to look your best. Like, I've always looked decent, but she's always told me to look 110% more of what I would normally do, which I do. You know, put on the fancy black button-up shirt, slacks, or a skirt that's at least, like, below the knees. Not above, because you're not trying to become a stripper. Below the knees, because that makes sense and it looks more professional. And my mother always told me to pull my hair away from my face, and I'm not a big fan of that, because I don't really like my ears too much. And not that that's anyone's problem outside of myself, but I'm not a big fan of my ears. So I tend to keep my hair down all the time and my hair in my face. Nothing wrong with my ears, guys. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just me. I'm crazy. So during the interviewing process at any job, I was given actually really good advice by a good friend of mine who said that once you get to the end of the interview process, you say something like, what is it that you liked about the interview? Like you ask a question back. And that was cool because I never thought of it like that before. And... The one time I actually did it, I got the job. Um, I haven't done it again since. But the one time I did was for the billing department at Access Physical Therapy and Wellness, which was an okay job, but this is what we're going to get into. We're going to get into why certain jobs don't work out, for me anyway. And it's mostly because of other people. And I know, you know, people say that it's always them, it's not me. But I'm telling you, for real, it is not me. Okay, it's not me, I promise. So let's turn back the clock to like 2014. I was working in Washingtonville Pediatrics and I was their receptionist, billing, collections, insurance guru. I was everything for no money. And I know you guys have probably done the job of 15 people for no money also. I know you have because that's what happens these days when you start to show that you're overly competent in a position and can handle other things and multitask and whatever, whatever. They just give you more work to do. Like, why are you piling on to my work and not giving me money? Of course, it's a higher-up's decision to do that. But hire somebody else, because I don't play that, okay? So I worked for, I started, when I first started there, I worked for Wilma, was my billing supervisor. She left, um, unfortunately. And the person who started as the receptionist somehow became my boss, which I never quite understood until it happened. Because when she started, she was receptionist, but then she started asking a lot of billing questions and insurance questions, which never made sense to the rest of us at the front, because we were like, you're a receptionist, you answer the phone, you check people in, stick to that. We don't need you asking other questions about a position you know nothing about. So that's what happened with her. So all of a sudden, a lot of things started to change. So of course, when that spot opened up for billing supervisor. I tried to go for it because I'd been there three years. Why not? So I was there. I put my name in the hat. And for some reason, I got passed over. And it was all because of who you know, which I hate that shit. How is it possible that someone who did really good work for you for three years, who knows their shit, who does things without a second thought, and you just promote this person because they were your friend or your cousin's brother's roommate's girlfriend's whatever, whatever, and now she's my boss because you guys were friends at one time at some point in your lives. Like, come on now. That's really stupid. You're like missing out on a good opportunity to promote from within of the person who's been there longer. A woman who'd been there in maybe less than half the time I'd been there got promoted to my, like a position I actually wanted and could actually have been good at. Because let me tell you something, once that happened, 
my whole attitude changed. My whole perception of that office was garbage. And that's because management treated their people like crap. And that's all there was to it, really. That's all that really happens in a, in a job anyway. Once they start treating you like garbage, it's like, all right, this whole place sucks and everything about it sucks. So my problem with this person was that our attitudes did not match whatsoever. You can't put a Spanish chick up against like an Irish Italian woman. And I don't mean that to come out how it's coming out right now, but the attitudes don't link up. Like some people I get along with that are a mix of the two. Other people like this nut job, absolutely not. She oh, she almost wanted to throw hands one day because I basically shut her up in an email. You ever want to do that? Like per my last email. I know you guys all want to use that during an email. Like, hey, dum-dum. talking to you. You don't know anything. I know everything. And this is why. That's how that email goes. So I sent her an email. She wanted to act like she knew everything and wanted to tell me to make sure to do something else. I don't exactly remember what the email was, but she said something along the lines of, please make sure you do this. Thank you. So I sent her an email back and I said, hi, I've been working here three years and I do not need you of all people to tell me how to do my job. If there is a problem, let me know. Otherwise, this email was highly unnecessary. So something along the lines of that happened in this email that I sent back to her. So then, of course, she went to go complain to the front office manager at the time. And then I went in afterwards and I said, listen, I don't give a shit about what she just said. I'm telling you what happened. And the fact of the matter is, is that she's my supervisor for no reason other than she knows somebody. And I'm not going to deal with that shit. And you guys are going to stop messing with me. And if she comes in my face again like that, I can't guarantee that nothing's going to happen. Because when she got that email, she rushed up on me like she wanted to fight, like we were on the street or something. And I had a witness. And the woman comes up to me, the nut job supervisor comes up to me and she goes, do we have a problem? And I was like, I don't know. Do we? (laughs) What are you doing? We're in a pediatric office. Go sit down. So then, of course, after I spoke to the front office manager, she comes out and apparently had to leave for the day. And I'm doing air quotes because I'm sure you can hear the sarcasm in my voice, but air quotes are funnier because I'm doing it to nobody in here. (laughs) Anyway, when she first got hired to be my supervisor, we're going to go back a little bit. So when she first got hired to be my supervisor, I was a couple days out from going on vacation to Vegas with a girlfriend of mine. And I was told during the meeting in which I found out that this chick was going to be my supervisor that I was to help her with training and such so that she could pick up the slack while I'm not around. Now, mind you, I was going away for like five days and I knew that nobody was going to do my work while I was gone because nobody ever does my work. Nobody ever picks up the slack when I'm not around. So I kept asking her to see when she would have time and she always claimed she didn't have time to learn my job. So I was like, all right. So I left and I went to Vegas. I mean, what else am I going to do for this lady? She doesn't want to learn my job. She doesn't want me to help her learn her job. And that's all there was to it. She wanted to just fight and drown or whatever in the paperwork that she was left by the last person. So she was just, it was just the worst because then when I got back from vacation, I got it into my head that I was going to find a new place to work. And sure enough, April 2017, my ass was on my way out that door because you have me confused with someone who's going to tolerate this shit. That's basically what my two weeks notice was about. I was very polite though. I didn't say that because that's really rude and I don't want to burn a bridge, but I think everybody was quitting at the same time because someone else 
put in their notice after I did or before I did. And the woman, the front office manager at the time who gave me a raise to keep me there, uh, she no longer was front office manager. Someone else was doing it in the interim. So after the, it was like a few days after someone, I think a CNA put in her two weeks. Then I put in my two weeks and she was like, is something going on? Everybody's quitting. And I'm like, you know what happened. I shouldn't have to tell you. And I'm happily leaving. So that's that. So then I I looked elsewhere and I got a job at Access. That's We're back to that now. So I worked there for like 11 months. And in that time frame, I met another crazy woman who was my supervisor and didn't know how to do her job. So a little background. The person that interviewed me, one of the owners and the collection supervisor, because that was a position that was open. She interviewed, them two interviewed me. And I thought... It went well overall. Um, I did my whole, how do you think the interview went to my interviewer? And they were like taken back that nobody had ever asked them that before. And that was a tip I got from a friend. So that was cool. And um, they liked me. They hired me and I got in there. So the head of collections, we're just going to refer to her as M because that's what her first name started with. So too bad. I'm not more creative than that. Her whole deal was that she was friends with one of the owners She was friends with the owner that interviewed me. So the two of them are buddy-buddy. So I was under the assumption that this woman knew her stuff because once I had been there for a few months, they had explained to me that she used to be the head of everybody, but that she had complaints against her so much so that they had to demote her and they made her the head of collections. So she was just the head of me and Wilma. And then what, that's what the funny part was, is that Wilma worked there too. So we got to work together again, and it was fun. So this woman, M, w- incompetent isn't really the word, because I know incompetent people. This woman just was all over the place messy. She wouldn't answer my questions in a timely fashion. And when you're in collections, you have to be really fast to capture... Like, you have to keep the person interacting with you. You always have to keep that person on the phone, paying attention to you, and willing to make, you know, the financial transfer to clear their accounts. Now, the fact that I had to keep calling people back, probably not the best way to handle a high balance on an account. She could never just answer a question when I needed it answered. She would always answer me with a question. And I hate when people do that in general. But in essence, when you're in collections, you really need to... Just be ready to answer the person's question so that they can be like, oh, this person is smart and she knows exactly why my balance is this high or what I need to do to take care of it. Things like that. So I always like to consider myself a little ambitious. So when there's a really high balance, I like to take care of it while I'm in the moment. She, for whatever reason, could not get her shit together to answer my question. So I failed to get balances because of my supervisor, and then I started to complain against her. One of the perks of working there was that after a certain amount of time being there, you were allowed to work one or tw- once or twice from home because we had laptops that were our workstations, and we just would dock the laptop and it would project to both screens. Now, I used to do that once a week. But anytime I would try and ask her about it, she wouldn't answer me until like the end of the day. So if I wanted to work from home on a Tuesday, she wouldn't answer me till the end of the day Monday. Or if I wanted to work from home on a Thursday, she wouldn't tell me till the end of Wednesday. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, great, I got to come back here. But it's also a lot of stuff to pack up at the end of the day. You have to pack up your mouse, your laptop and like a notepad. So it's, it's a bunch of things. So you have to wait till you're done with work and then be like, oh, great. 
So now I have to pack up everything because you decided that it was okay finally. Other teams did not have this problem. Follow-up never had the problem. Posting never had this problem. They would write their name on the board and that was it. Nobody ever had conflict as to who was going to be in the office or whatever. It even got to the point where she wanted to argue that we couldn't answer phones while we were at home. Like answer the phone line. Then they got that voice over internet whatever. That VoIP garbage. V-O-I-P. And we finally were able to answer phone calls from home. And I was like, well, she can't really say anything now because now I can answer the phone and do collections that way. It wasn't always a message or an email or whatever. So she just, she was just all over the place. And then when, when weather got bad, she was always the first one to be like, I can't come in because my son this, my son that. Meanwhile, her son could take care of himself. He was 13, for Christ's sake. She couldn't leave him home alone because of this or whatever. So that's, that's that job. Oh my God. (laughs) That lady was just so terrifying that she was allowed to be a supervisor and not know shit. And what's even worse is that most managers don't know shit about where they work. I like to make it my business to know certain things. Because when I was the manager of a salon, which was my next job after that, because I started there part time. And then I said, listen, just put me as your manager. I'm a good worker, this and that. And she made me the manager. So I started, I went over there full time thinking it was going to be a great opportunity to do something different. And this woman, I feel like did not know how to properly own a salon. Like she bought the, she bought three locations. She bought Middletown, she bought Monroe, and she bought Teterboro. So those were her three properties. Now I've always had resistance with management only because once I'm told to change a behavior and I change it, they want me to change it back. This is what I mean by that. When I started, I was very ambitious working in that salon. I had a lot of clientele. I was always busy. I was always making her money. Now, the issue she had with me was that I started to pull back a little bit because she hired another person and I was like, okay, cool. So I have another person here and we, you know, we can, we can share clients or we can finally get more clients and make more money because there's another person here who can cut hair. First issue was the chick was hired right out of school, had no actual hands-on training besides being an assistant. She did the same colors. She did the same highlights I should say, or use the same toner. She used the same toner on everybody. So everybody came out with the same color hair, even though they asked for something different. And I'm like, you can't use the same toner on everybody. There's a reason why we have a color book, like a book with swatches with hair colors in it. You can't do that. And anytime I would like correct her, she would complain to the owner and the owner would text me and say, why are you acting like this? It's not really professional. And I'm like, no, what's not professional is promising a color that you're not delivering on. That's what I That's what I don't understand. I'm getting yelled at because I'm trying to discipline an employee in an appropriate manner, not anything disrespectful or anything, and she's not following the rules. Like there's formulas and equations and everything that go along with doing a hair color and she's just not getting it. She thinks she knows, which she might know some things. She does not know everything. But anytime you offer to help her, she's the queen of knowing everything. So I just took a step back and decided I wasn't going to help her. Another issue I had with this woman that was actually hired after me, she said that she was not looking to be management or anything ever again. And all of a sudden, when the opportunity presented itself to be assistant manager, which was offered to her and not discussed with me, by the way, she took it. She took it after she lied and said, no, thank you. I would rather have had the other chick who didn't even work at at that property location. I would rather her have been my assistant manager because me and her actually got along and communicated. So this other person who was just a liar at this point, she is my assistant manager. And then it became, 
she became the favorite. It wasn't even any communication between me and the owner anymore. It was just a whole bunch of two-facedness going on. Then I started to get edged out little by little. Then I wanted to know more things that were going on because every time I would get a text from the owner, it was something accusatory, something going missing, or do you know where this is? Or why is this employee doing this? Um, Why don't they know the proper this? Are you teaching them? Should I get training for you guys? Whatever, whatever. The training never happened. The supposed stolen items got blamed on an employee who left. I think it's foul. This The salon owner had freaking cameras everywhere, but she wanted to blame people. And of course, when you ask her if she watched the footage, she goes, no, I'm asking you. Why don't you just watch the footage? What do you have these cameras here for if you're not using it? If I ever had a question about something going on in my shop or whatever, I'm looking at the cameras. No one is going to know what I'm talking about until time comes to do something. Like, it was just absurd. Like, the woman it was just nuts. And then, of course... I didn't give notice for that job when I left. I just threw my key through the gate in an envelope and said, see ya, because the woman just did not want to fix our working relationship. And I don't know what her problem was with me, but she never wanted to discuss it. Her loss, not mine, because get this, a few months later, I think this past April, the place shut down. (laughs) The place shut down and I don't think I've ever been happier about leaving a place in my entire life. Because I was the moneymaker, and yet you drove me away for some other person. And what's even funnier, to add the cherry on top of that Sunday, is that this woman promoted that assistant manager from that location to, like, district manager or something and works out of Middletown. Does she even cut hair anymore? She really shouldn't, because she can't cut to save her life. But that's another story, because she messed up my hair one time when I asked her to cut it for me, and never again. She don't know how to do layers. I'd rather cut my own hair at that point. So which leads me to where I work now, which it's been a hell of a journey, (laughs) but crazy stuff seems to follow me everywhere. So this job where I'm at right now, there's always one person that gets under your skin. And I used to work in her department. I don't work in her department anymore. I'm in another department, but she somehow finds a way to keep going after me. Like it's just been one thing after another these past couple days with her and it's just so stressful. And I have to keep reminding myself that I don't work for her anymore and that she's got to get a whole life. Okay, so I came into work on Friday. This is where we're going to start this. I came into work on Friday. Well, (laughs) the whole week really. She's just been emailing me silly things about things that she needs help with and this and that. I have no problem with helping you, but you have to understand that I'm split between two departments now and my main department is not with you anymore. So it's like working with this woman is almost like a bad breakup. You know, you want them to stop calling you and such and such, but they always find a way. (laughs) So her problem is that she doesn't have any help and the person they hired is being split between two departments also. Right now she's working in payroll, I guess. So that's fun. So now I get stuck doing everything. Again, like I said before, you know, when you're overly responsible and ambitious, this is what happens. So um, I was, what I do? Okay, so a couple of in-services were happening at my job, and those are things that have to get done by the staff in order to be compliant with the state, and I have to help with that until she, like I said, until she gets somebody in her department. So she took it upon herself to think she needs to know things about my department. Now, my boss does not play that shit. She doesn't play that. She doesn't like to be questioned, which, you know, who wants to be questioned if you're the director of a department? So, of course, the, we'll call her D. 
Dee comes over with an employee and she says that they're looking for such and such in service. And I know it's in that classroom. I know I put it in there because I'm the one handling all this. So she goes, well, we couldn't find it. And she just hovers. She stands by my desk and like waits for me to get up. And I'm like, great. Okay, so I'll get up and help you look for it. So of course, I go into the classroom and guess what's in there? The in-service, she said, that wasn't in there. And it's in a box. I put it in a box that says Obras, which is just something else for CNAs. But if you read, if you use your eyes like a human being, you'll notice that that's not what that is in there and that that's for everybody to take. So she's just assuming that everybody in the facility is stupid and that nobody's going to know that they should take that in-service, the mandatory in-service. So she said, how does it make sense that two in-services are in there together? How are both people, how are people going to do two in-services at once? And I said, well, they're not, clearly, because there's two TVs in there and I would be respectful of someone else watching something and come back. The thing was out all day and all night for the whole week. They could have come by at any time to do it. So she goes... I don't think it makes sense that both of these are in here. And do you think there's maybe someplace else we can move it? Because I think that people should be allowed to do the in-service when they want to and not have to return later because someone else is in the classroom. I was like, I'm not in charge of any of this in here. I was told to put this in here because it's the one central location where everybody knows where it's going to be. There was email sent out saying where everything was going to be. I'm not in charge of anything other than putting it in that classroom. I walked away from her. She followed me back to my desk. She followed me back to my desk. Unbelievable. She follows me back and she goes, don't get attitude with me. I just wanted to know why that was like that. And I was like, mm. like, <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's what I was doing to her the whole time. And she goes, well, if you could figure out if we could move it someplace else. And I'm like, I'll find out for you, but I can't guarantee anything because again, not my business. Arlene wants it in there. Then that's where it's going to be. Like if someone wants something in there, that's where we're leaving it. So she got... I guess offended, upset, whatever. She goes, you seem stressed out. And I'm like, the only, like in my head, the only thing that's stressing me out is you right now. Go back to your desk. <laughs> like, why would you follow me to my desk if I walked away from you during not even a heated d- debate? But like, I was frustrated with you. You could tell I was frustrated. If I was a cartoon character, you'd have seen freaking smoke coming out of my ears. Or like the witch from Bugs Bunny. I would have left bobby pins in my wake. How fast I ran from her. So every day, not ev- not even every day because it's only Tuesday. So yesterday, she emailed me again asking me to let her know when I got settled in so that she could talk to me. So I was like, great. So I called her. She didn't answer. So I said, oh, well, that was my attempt for the day to talk to her. And then she called me a little bit later and asked me to find out the availability of a conference room or something because next week we're having new employees come in for training and I need to know what rooms are available such and such days for next week. So I said, fine, I will find that out for you. I find out all of the information, very specific, very detailed. I forward it to her and she catches me in the hallway while I'm running around getting the mail for the office. And she goes, we need to talk about the email you sent me. And I'm like, of course we do. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, of course, because it either wasn't as polite as you'd want me to be or because you're just crazy. So, of course, she she comes up to my desk later on with a different employee now asking me almost the same thing, asking me if they have record of her having done this mandatory in-service, the most recent one. So I said, well, I haven't logged any of that stuff in yet, so I don't know yet. She goes, okay, well, could you let her know? By the way, I still have not called this person back to let them know whether or not they did it. (laughs) 
So, of course, she's the employee then walks away after I said I would tell her when I found the information if she had or hadn't done it. She walks away. So now it's just me and Dee in my office by my desk. And she goes, okay, well, good. I didn't bring the email over, but maybe if you have a second, we could talk about it. I'm like, oh, great. That's lovely. Let's do this. And... Of course, she goes, well, since this is happening in this room and this is happening in that room, like it was a whole bunch of gibberish. And that's what she does every time, a whole bunch of gibberish. Just get to the point, get from A to Z really quickly, because I don't have time for this. I had a whole bunch of papers on my desk in the morning that took me all the way through lunch to get done. And then I could finally focus on the other papers that were thrown in my inbox in the meantime. So she goes, okay, well, this doesn't work out and this needs to be moved also. So could you email her and find out about this now? So I'm like, what the hell else do I need to find out? She wanted to know what this course was about because her and another employee didn't know what it was. And if they can move because they don't, she doesn't know how many new employees are coming in. Oh, it was a whole big drama. And I was like, I will do my best to find out that information for you. But right now is not the time. <laughs> I wanted to freak out on her, but I didn't want to hit her. Earlier in my head that day, earlier in my head like yesterday, when I got in and saw that stupid email, I was like, I think I'm going to hit her in the face. I'm probably going to go to jail today because I'm going to hit her in the face. I didn't. I was a big girl. I put on the big girl underwear and I was like, cool, we're just going to get this done. I'm going to power through and I'm not going to hit her. So I didn't hit her. So I was very proud of myself. <laughs> that was a win for me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's not even the fact that she does this stuff. I think this has to be like the craziest person I've ever encountered in a workplace. She has said some really crazy things to me in the past, one of which was when I first left her and was still trying to learn my position in nursing, which is where I am now. I was still trying to learn what I was doing, and she made it a whole big thing because she couldn't understand why I wasn't visiting her anymore, why I wasn't being as social with her anymore. She hates that I'm more social with other employees that have two feet of... Well, she said that her office is right around the corner from his. So why do you go talk to him and not me? Like, it's so babyish. Maybe if you didn't act like this, I would come talk to you. She seems so chill in the beginning. That's This is what I mean by a first date. Seems so nice and everything. Seems like she really cares or that person really cares about you getting the job. And then it turns into some like single white female stuff. If she ever shows up to work and she has dark hair like mine, I'm going to freak out. I am going to freak out because that means I am one step closer from being killed. <laughs> That's it. She's going to come for me. This is how I'm going to die. This lady is going to kill me because she wants to be me. I just have a lot of self-restraint for things. I'm going to give you an example of one thing that I thought was really crazy that she did. The person who had my position before me was leaving. She gave her notice and I was immediately recruited for that seat because according to them, I'm a self-starter just ambitious, whatever. I just do my job and I, I clock in and clock out like everybody else and I don't bother anybody. But anyway, she, the, the chick before me put her we two weeks notice in. D was playing opposites with her, which means basically that when the chick was out because she was trying to use her time before she lost it, she would be out, D would be in. D would be out, she would be in. So it never was the prime opportunity to speak to her about her departure from the job. So of course, we finally get to the point where the former employee tells D that she's leaving. And as soon as the, other, the former employee left our office, because I was still in staff development at the time, she says, did you know anything about this? That's what she turns to me and says. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, and you didn't think to tell me? That's not my business to tell. And she goes, I see how you are. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Like, okay, you see how I am. What? I don't gossip about other people? Wow, that should be refreshing for you. Why would I gossip about anyone else's moves they make in this place? That's not my job. I don't get paid to do that. Anyway, 
she's just too much work. She's so much work. And that was the stress for the past couple of days. Even though I'm still feeling pretty good. I go to the gym a lot more now for a lot longer time. I am trying to get through it and just do what I got to do, handle my shit for the day and go home. I don't want to do this with people. People bring out like the worst in me for no reason. Like, (laughs) I just want to go to work and chill. I work in nursing. So nice. Everybody is so nice. Such a better environment. I was listening to music, doing what I got to do. Nobody bothers me. Everybody just puts things on my desk and walks away. That's what I like. Peace and quiet. Then she comes in. And she upsets everybody. My boss was upset today, yesterday, and Friday because she keeps messing with me and I have other things to do. But anyway, I feel so much better getting that out. It has been a stressful ride career-wise for me. I said ride, right? I feel like I said that word wrong. I'll listen to it later and we'll figure it out. (laughs) But anyway, this, what I get to do and rant to you guys and have fun, and laugh, and be silly. I love doing this. This is getting better and better each time. This was a crazy, crazy workplace edition. That's what I'm going to call this, because I've got now how many years of work history? I think five. I could have went to the job before that, which was First Care in Monroe, but I don't really have too many complaints, because it was really a part-time job, and it got me to a lot better opportunities, which soured after a while, but I did what I had to do. Got through everything. Um, I hope you guys find this interesting or funny. You don't have to find it interesting. I think you should find it funny, if anything, because it's like, how do you go from one thing to the other like that? And it goes from like bad to comedically worse. (laughs) Oh, I'm just telling you, like people got to just stay in their lane when they're at work. I've never met a whole bunch of people that just like to be in everybody's business. Especially the person that you work with is telling you not to tell your business to anybody, but then gets mad at you when you don't do the same thing for them. How strange is that? That's what Dee said to me when I first started. She really liked to inflate herself a lot, make herself seem more important. Apparently, she tried to say that she's the reason why I got the job there in the first place, the job I have now. I found out from the two other people, once I got into nursing, that that was not the case. That she asked them what they thought, and they told her that it was her decision because it's her office. Could you imagine? Why do you have to lie like that? That's so far. You don't have to make yourself seem bigger than that. I was just happy to have gotten a job. (laughs) That's it. I was happy to have gotten out of that crazy salon and into something better, or so I thought. You know, I'm lying though. It is better in a different department. If I had to be stuck with her some more, I think I probably would have a full head of white hair. Not dyed, natural. Like that would have just came in like the Bride of Frankenstein, the two little pieces in the front. Because every conversation I have with her, I'm telling you, I can feel the white hairs coming in. (laughs) But anyway, like I said, you guys, keep this going. Because this is a lot of fun. I hope you had fun listening. I know that was a lot to take in. And this is one of my longer episodes. But this was fun. I'm enjoying talking to you guys. I enjoy talking to myself, apparently. And um, a lot of weird stuff has happened to me in offices. And it's just been so weird. But um. Yeah. So guys, we are done with our episode for the day. I don't even remember what number we're on. What are we on? Seven? I think it's seven. If it's six, it might be six. I don't remember. I think I just did six. But this was awesome. We're getting closer to 10. I'm very excited for number 10. I got to get some guests on here again, man. That was fun. I think I've spoken to Rocco about doing something. That'd be a good collab. He's pretty funny, I think. (laughs) 
But um, thank you for uh, tuning in whenever you're listening to this morning, afternoon, evening. I've always had a good time talking to you guys and um, I hope you stick around and keep on this journey with me and uh, have a good night. Good day. Good afternoon. Bye bye, guys.